Hey Black Girl, welcome to Wellness Wednesday. I am your host, Ivy P, and on this segment of the podcast, I'll read from some of the most influential women of color bloggers and writers on topics that elevate the mind, body, and aura. Today's piece comes from Sharing Dartignov of JustSharing.com. Sharing is a fan of words and has been a bookworm since childhood. She earned her BA in writing, literature, and publishing, as well as an MFA in creative writing. Her social media and blog are extensions of her journal, the parts that she's willing to share. This is Retail Therapy versus Real Therapy by Sharing Dartignov. Here's the deal. I've known for years that I needed therapy. I mean, duh. My mother died of cancer when I was eight. My father unknowingly shipped me off to a physically abusive aunt for a couple of years, scooped me from her, then dropped me off with his verbally abusive twin sister. Several years into that situation, he disowned me. Not once, but twice. My only positive self-identification of being an honor roll student was desecrated when I practically flunked out of college my first year. Two cherries on top of that shitty life Sunday, I was in a near-fatal car crash on my birthday, and a year later, a dear family member was killed. I had the distinct honor but displeasure of planning his funeral and delivering the eulogy. This all happened before the age of 30, which is the age I finally earned my undergraduate degree even though it had been a dream to at least be working on my second master's or earning a PhD. I finished college and earned my master's, but I still felt like an unaccomplished loser. By the end of my first session with a real live therapist, not a self-help article or book or podcast, she diagnosed me with anxiety, depression, and PTSD. I had the nerve to say, I do? Really? All these years I'd grown accustomed to people friends, family, and strangers, telling me to smile, relax, calling me negative, a pessimist, a Debbie Downer, having an attitude. No doubt I was being called a bitch behind my back. Was I aware that all my emotional baggage could be tucked into a matching Samsonite luggage set, including the tote, backpack, duffel, garment, and laptop bags? Of course. I wish the set could be Louis Vuitton, but homegirl doesn't have that type of disposable income. Nevertheless, as today's youth say, I figured I was a bad bitch, survivor if you will, because I was a functioning human being on most days, although I didn't feel like one. When Andre 3000 and Lil Wayne refer to themselves as aliens in their songs, I feel that. No one, not even my siblings who had shared experiences, have trouble making human connections as I do. They're both divorcees with three kids apiece. Meanwhile, this is the first time I've taken a trip with the paramour. It only took turning 40, but a win is a win. While others around me were entering into relationships, getting married, having children, rekindling old relationships, getting divorced and remarried, I was 100% single. No solid relationships, just situationships. The problem? I had trouble trusting and loving, or I trusted and loved too much. How can one love too much, you ask? Well. If the motherfucker disappears without a text, call, email, voicemail, or pitching for months, then pops back up without uttering an apology, wanting to resume things without skipping a beat, and you give him a second chance, $200, and a foreman grill, even though he doesn't take you on dates, well, that, my dear, is trusting and loving too much. In another case, nine months in, you discover he has three kids by three women, but you still want to make things work. 
That's trusting and loving too much. It's also called being a fool and not knowing your worth. Or perhaps it's because I was convinced I deserved every shitty treatment or word that came my way. Actually, no perhaps about it. A heavy funk has always loomed in my heart and mind. When it got heavy, I considered ways out. The first time at 10 years old, I took a bath, put on my prettiest nightgown, wrote farewell letters to two of my cousins, and downed six Tylenols thinking I'd OD and leave this cruel world. When I got older, I tried to make the cloud dissipate by reading self-help books and articles. I scribbled affirmations on post-it notes and taped them to my apartment walls. When online checkout purchases asked, is this a gift? I'd check the box and type into the complimentary box for a note. Dear Share, you're the greatest. Love, Ring. Get it? Share and Ring? Sharing? My weird and unique name. It's the engraving on the back of both my iPods, the classic and the touch. It's on a note card in my bathroom mirror. I glance at it instead of the scar in the middle of my forehead remnant of the car crash. For years, online shopping has been my therapy of choice. I didn't self-medicate with drugs or alcohol. I couldn't escape with casual sex. Are you kidding me? I did not have the self-esteem to get naked with random strangers. I couldn't even masturbate without it ending in tears, so I didn't. Stress and sadness didn't lure me to sleep. So at 2, 3, and 4 a.m., I'd be click-happy with the mouse in my right hand. Clothes, shoes, books, electronics, skin and hair care products, furniture, all those years of night shopping are still kicking my ass. Hello credit card interest and low credit score. I peaked at a 732, but a recent slump snatched me back to the mid-600s. I signed up for several monthly subscriptions that were $30 or more each and bought a Dell 2-in-1. In my defense, it was on sale and they offered interest-free payments. I'm almost done well before the allotted 12 months. Becoming a recluse, I rarely shopped in-store anymore. When I did, I did some serious damage at TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Thanks to Layaway, I put down a $50 deposit, then two to three days before the 30 days were up, I'd rush in and charge the remaining balance. During one of those shopping sprees, I was hell-bent on giving myself a makeover. I wanted to incorporate more dresses into my wardrobe. Years later, some still hang in my closet. Unworn, price tag still attached. The cognizant whisper in my head became a roar from the universe. Every writing workshop made mention of therapy or therapists. Reality shows included scenes at therapist offices. The Howard Stern on The Tonight Show talked about his latest book being possible because of therapy. I knew I was not okay. I was having panic attacks in social settings, causing me to last no more than a half hour at events. In tears, I called my cousin on the West Coast to calm me down. I had gone to an author's guild gathering at a bookstore in Dunbo. Little did I know I'd have to sign in, slap on a name tag, and you guessed it, mingle with other folks. I couldn't handle it. At another conference, I was within arm's reach of two of my favorite authors, but I couldn't say hi, even though I'd met them at a book signing before. Before turning 40, I promised it would be my best decade yet. I wanted to be fit, happy, healthy, progress in my career, and to find love. I had to check my baggage. I was scared. My traumatic experiences are always on my mind or triggered by a book article, show, movie, comment, song, picture, color, scent, flower, or something unexpected. I knew therapy would make me have to talk about the moments. I said to myself, I go to therapy, but also thought, just kidding. 
I drafted an email to a former book club member who was a child psychologist to ask for adult recommendations. I never hit send. A month before my 40th birthday, I was sitting in a free writing workshop I learned about on Instagram. Including me, there were about six people. The workshopping was over and everyone was sharing stories about their therapist, except me. I don't have a therapist, I said. I know I need to go, but I want a black woman, preferably of Caribbean descent, and she needs to be based in Brooklyn. I thought I was being slick with my specifics. Surely they understood how hard it was to find a therapist who checked all of these boxes. I know someone. That's my therapist. And she gets me together. I can give you her number if you want, said the 20-something-year-old sitting to my right. I turned my neck slowly as an old creaky door. The universe had called my bluff. Time to get my ass in a therapist's office. I thought I had had it out when she couldn't find the number in her new phone. But she took my number and promised to be in touch when she located it. When I arrived home, I replied to her introductory text for me to save her info and reminded her to send the therapist's number when she had found it. Fourteen minutes later, she sent the contact card. Had it saved under doctor. So sorry. I ignored the number for days. When I worked up the nerve to call, voicemail answered, but the box was full. I lamented my situation on Twitter, to which someone replied to check therapyforblackgirls.com. I already knew about the site, Instagram page, and podcast. The universe wanted me to go see Dr. C. I could feel it. I tried again. Voicemail, left a message, missed the call back, left a message again. But when the phone tag was over, we set an appointment for that immediate Saturday at 11.45 a.m. The office is in the old Carnacy, Brooklyn neighborhood I lived in when I first moved to New York. It's on the same bus route and bus stop I took twice a day every day to travel to and from work. Further proof of the universe winking at me, by the size of the head wrap on Dr. C's head, I could tell she had locks at least down to her lower butt. She confirmed. I told her that I had recently cut off my butt length locks, and it was somewhat cathartic, but I wasn't sure why. She smiled, jotted notes. Her accent had a soothing island lilt. I sat down, exhaled, and started to talk. You can check out the original post and more at JustSharing.com. Sharing offers proofreading, writing, and editing services, which can be found on her new profile via Reezy. Be sure to follow Sharing on Instagram and Twitter at share underscore ring. That's S-H-E-R underscore R-I-N-G. Your support for this podcast is greatly appreciated. Click the link in the episode description box to donate to Hey Black Girl. If you are a woman of color blogger or writer and would like your piece featured on Wellness Wednesday, send us an email at heyblackgirlconnect at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay present, stay patient, stay peace. Hey, Black Girl.